Hello and welcome to another week of the GMFL podcast. Um, it has been bitter this past week. We're finally out the back of it. The gym has been absolutely freezing. I don't want to go on about it, but I swear I lost the feeling in my fingers for about four days. The bars were so cold, I was even wearing gloves in the gym. And it was, you know, I never wear gloves in the gym. It's kind of like a standing thing where we train where you're not allowed gloves. You're not allowed lifting gloves. You're certainly not allowed woolly gloves. And I was training in woolly gloves. If I could, I would have had oven gloves on. It was that bad. To top it all off, the heater packed up because it ran out of diesel. Um, so for a couple of days, it was it was proper cold in there. But we got it done. We got it done. The only thing I didn't get done that much last week was running. I've been quite into my conditioning, my cardio. Ever since this, um, this COVID thing started, you know, for me... I, I didn't do a lot of cardio before now, if I'm perfectly honest. I went through a phase of just enjoying weight training, resistance training. I was getting my conditioning in as part of that, doing a lot of complexes, doing a lot of density training, getting my heart rate up, and I thought that would suffice. But you see, there's a big difference between getting your heart rate up as a part of resistance training as opposed to getting your heart rate up as opposed of you know just putting in a bit of road work or jump rope or rowing or whatever it might be. There's a difference. So I took the whole thing when it kicked off last year. That was my reset. That was my chance to reevaluate the way I was training, the direction I was heading in, and start to make a few little changes to what I was doing. One of which implementing a lot more conditioning to take care of my heart and to take care of my lungs. That was the big takeaway for me. You know, at the time it was a new thing. It was targeting people who had lung problems, didn't have great conditioning. You know, uh, overweight that kind of thing. I didn't have the overweight thing, but my heart rate was kind of high, higher than it should have been. My blood pressure was kind of high, higher than it should have been. I was overly stressed, not very well recovered, didn't sleep too well. Nutrition was on point. But I'd say I was definitely under-recovered. Um, so the way I changed it was to, to change the way I was doing things. Rather than resistance training five days a week, I broke that down and I changed that to three days a week. So I'll do three resistance sessions. And I'll fit in four um, conditioning days of different intensities. So, you know, a few of those would be quite low intensity, whereby I'm keeping a heart rate 130, 140, no higher than that. And using that just as a means of, you know, Im improving my resting heart rate, uh, improving my blood pressure, improving my, my heart rate recovery between bouts of exertion and helping to recover between the resistance sessions I was doing. As a result, in reducing the volume of resistance training I was doing, I was able to train with that much more intensity on the days I did do the weights. So it was finding that right balance for me. You know, I still, at the heart of it, I still come from the camp of harder, faster, more. Whereby, you know, everything needs to be 100%. Everything needs to be, you know, full on, leaving yourself in a heap on the ground. If, if, if you're not beat up, it didn't work. You know, and it's such an such an old school mentality. Very much, if you're involved in the martial arts, then you're gonna have come from that background, no doubt. Times have changed. We've got smarter. We've got more focused. Science has changed, and it's possible now to get far greater rewards through training in a much more intelligent manner that does not beat you up repeatedly that leaves you recovering well, leaves you with enough energy, 
um, and ultimately not breaking down your body. So that's the ideal, right? To be in it for the long game, to be in it, in it for longevity. So you're able to keep doing this stuff into your 50s, 60s, 70s and maintain activity, maintain functionality and to be self-reliant all the way into old age. I can remember one of my teachers, you know, back when I when I when I travelled and I, I trained in Japan and Okinawa, one of my teachers at the time, he was the last time I would have trained with him, he would have been 82 years old. He's since passed on, you know, he made it all the way to his 90s. But at the age of 82, he was still training, you know, and he trained every day. He was doing yoga, he was doing martial arts. Um, and he had some really uncanny abilities. Like one thing, he'd he'd get on an incline bench and he'd put a ten kilo weight behind his he- behind his head, and he'd be able to do a hundred reps of sit ups continuous with that you know with that weight plate behind his head on an incline bench at the age of eighty two years old. I can remember seeing that as a youngster, thinking, God damn, you know, if I'm able to do half of that when I'm his uh, when I'm his age, I would have done well. And when I asked him, you know, why do you train? What he turned around and replied was so that I can die well. So that I can die well. Now what he meant by that was to not become a burden on anybody. Not to have to rely on anybody. To be able to wipe his own butt. Not to need help getting out of bed. To be able to drive his car. To be able to go to the restaurant. To be able to do all the things that you know he enjoyed doing in his youth. To be able to still do that in old age. And not have that guilt of needing somebody to do everything for you, of needing your youngsters, your 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 sons, your daughters, your wife to take care of you, and you know basically treat you like a child again. He didn't want that, so that was the reason he trained, and he did that all the way up until his death. You know, um, that for me is the ideal. So the the reason I try, you know, I don't, I don't train for aesthetics really. Yeah, it's it's nice to have you know nice a nice looking body or whatever but that's not the be all and end all I like to be able to move to be able to maintain a little bit of youth to not get left behind by the kids you know and I look around at a lot a lot of people who are of similar age to me that have not fared so well who, who have trouble tying up their shoes who have trouble you know running for a bus or, or walking to the shop at the bottom of the hill without getting out of breath and I, I, I don't want that for me and I don't want that for anybody that I know so that's why I'm so kind of like on it with regard to wanting to push people forward and wanting to people to make the most of what they have and the opportunity they have as being born a human being. So if you're blessed with a body, you're blessed with everything you need. You're blessed with more than anything else in the animal kingdom because you have a brain that can rationalize and learn and adapt and grow. And you have a body that's so functional and can do anything you want to train it to do. Yet so many of us wither away by just sitting in a chair, turning on Netflix, letting the brain rot and letting the body decay. I never wanted that for myself. So that's the that's that's the way we approach things at the PT farm is, you know, to take people in who initially perhaps might come with a different goal. And they might come with, you know, I want to lose a bit of weight and tone up is probably the most common one we hear. But then when we dive down to it, what does that mean? Why do you want to lose the weight? Well, so I've got, you know, I've got more energy. I, I don't feel so self-conscious when I move around. I'm not so uncomfortable all the time. I, I, my clothes fit better. I'm not so restricted when I'm trying to do the housework. All, all these things, they're, they're seemingly quite minor. But when you look at it as part of the bigger picture, they're massive. To be able to move pain-free, 
to be able to fucking sleep at night without your back keeping you up because you're in pain the whole time. These are huge life-changing things. And so many people give up on their bodies. They're told by the doctor, oh, don't do this anymore. I've got knee pain, so I can't run. Okay, well, that's the end of exercise for you, I'm afraid. I've, I've hurt my back. You know, I, like, I like weight training, but I've hurt my back. Oh, well, you better not weight train no more. You know, rather than educating people, we look. you can still do these things. It's just perhaps your approach wasn't quite right for you. So we can adapt. We can learn from what's gone wrong. We can change your approach. And now we can ultimately come away from it and now look at the rebuilding process to make sure that does not happen again. And your weaknesses become strengths. You become overall more well-rounded. You become more functional. And you become more robust. So that that body, which at the moment perhaps might be less than optimal and might be a little bit broken down, well, you know what? Two, three, five, ten years from now, your body's going to be in a better position than it is right now because we'll have taken steps to get you there. And then you look back and you'll, you'll feel like a different person. That's how we retain youth. That's how we turn back the clock. I don't care how much um, fucking collagen you inject in your face or how much butt lifts or tucks or whatever the fuck surgery they start throwing at people to make them feel younger. You ain't going to feel younger unless you learn to move younger. So, um, man, that's my rant for the day. That's the ranting out of the way anyway. That, that escalated quickly. I'm sorry about that. Actually, I'm not that sorry. I'm not my kidding, man. I ain't sorry at all. That's what needs to be said. Okay, so, um, you know, don't worry about where you are right now, but have this image in your head of where you want to get to and look at the steps that need to happen in order to get you there. It's no good just sitting around waiting for it to happen because time never goes backwards. You know, you got you got to force that clock back somehow. Which brings me on to the next thing about being present. I found myself this past week, um, my my screen activity on my phone has been through the roof, way worse than it should be. I had managed to rein it in. I had managed to dial it in. It's hard running a business from your phone effectively, uh, with regards to all the marketing I do and stuff for um, the coaching. But I find I'm on my phone more than I should be, more than it's healthy. Especially at the moment where I'm trying to keep my eye on the news with regard to what changes might be happening and how I might be able to plan for reopening the gym and getting people back into in-person coaching rather than all online. I'm keeping a keen eye on the news. Now the problem is like the news haven't got anything to say at the moment, so they keep just making stuff up effectively. The problem with that is you got two things. You got you got the camps who are um, promoting a little bit of hope and a little bit of silver lining so you cling to that and you get excited and then you see a news report from the other camp who are promoting the fucking doom and gloom and that snatches that away so you're constantly in a tug of war between wanting to remain positive and hopeful but then getting tugged back towards the side of negativity because of the people who are marketing this and they're getting the clickbait from people who are like you know grasping at that as well so the one thing I find I'm not doing is being present, being um, objective and, and remaining impartial behind anything else that's what's going on. Because at the moment, you know, there's that acceptance of the fact that you have no influence upon the bigger picture at the moment. Anything you do, anything you feel and whatever your opinion might be does not matter right now because none of that will influence any of the bigger wills that are turning around you. 
that's a fucking horrible feeling for, for those of us who are used to kind of like carving our own path and, and taking control of our lives and our destiny. To now have that ability taken away from you and ultimately dictated to by people you've never even met, this is a problem. So if you're feeling the strain of it and you're feeling a little bit um, beat down mentally at the moment, I fucking feel you, man, because I'm going through exactly the same thing. So the, the hard thing becomes is, is being inje- objective and being able to um, come to terms with the fact that none of this stuff matters at the moment because you can't change it. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever will be, will be. The only thing you have control of is your own mindset to it all. Now, if you need to, if that mindset is a little bit fragile at the moment, which you know, mine is, then you've got to remove yourself from all sources of attack upon that mindset, which ultimately means switching off the news. That in itself is a problem because, again, it relinquishes a degree of um, planning with regards to your future, if you are running a business or if you are, you know, perhaps looking forward to a holiday or seeing friends and relatives, being able to plan for that, again, is a little bit of hope. And keeping an eye on the news almost feeds that hope a little bit until it doesn't anymore. So that's a real hard balance to strike. So one thing I'm trying to do more is, is to be present, you know, to realise that all these things going in, in my head at the moment are basically projections of a future which hasn't yet happened and probably won't ever happen. So the image we create for ourselves of our future will be based upon our past experience and will be based upon what we're told. At the moment, we can't control what we're told. That's coming from external sources, which are whatever way you want to look at it, being manipulated for whatever angle either for or against. So you've got to limit your exposure to what you're being told somewhat. So in our future projection, we need to realise that, you know, whether whether we fear um, going bankrupt, not being able to return to work, the effects on our kids, not being able to travel, um, Will we always have to wear fucking masks forevermore? All this shit, none of it's actually fucking happened yet, right? This is all just projections of our own mind. That might happen, or it might not. But either way, lending our energy to that and worrying about that is pointless at the moment. All we can worry about is what's happening in the, in the here and now with regard to our reality, our current reality, our current situation. And protecting that as best as we can. Protecting our state of mind. Protecting our physical health. By taking steps to um, reinforce that as best as we can. Through use of good intellectual input. With regard to what we read. What we watch. What we listen to. Good nutrition. With regard to what we eat and drink. And ultimately fuel our bodies with. And cause ourselves to regenerate and regrow from. Good physical exercise, whatever that means for you, whether it's resistance training, doing the best you can in the absence of gyms, whether it's getting out and going for walks, now the snow's melted, it's starting to get warmer, it's a good time to do it, whether it's going for a run, if your joints allow, if your joints do not allow, then it's finding other forms of exercise which enable you to move your body and 
express it in a way that is safe and beneficial for you. It means sleeping more. Make the most of it. We're working from home at the moment, a lot of us. So therefore, our schedules are kind of, um, you know, perhaps not what we had. Maybe we don't have to get up at 5.30 to rush for that morning train packed full of people at the moment. Well, there's a silver lining right there. One, because I fucking hate people. And two, because I hate getting up early. So right there, maybe you get an extra half hour in bed and you ain't got to stick your head in someone's armpit. That's a win. So sometimes reframing the situation, yeah, we are stuck at home, but yeah, you know, at least we can control that reality. We can make our home as best as we can and try to create a schedule that allows for exercise, optimal nutrition, um, you know, enjoyment with your family, walks in the woods, whatever it might be, you know, and getting around the restrictions as best you can, as safely as you can without pissing too many people off, you know. So creating your own current reality as good as you can, as opposed to dwelling on the future projection of what you think that might re- that reality might become. It hasn't happened yet, so don't worry about it. Eject it from your mind. Okay, um, right, I'm probably going to wrap it up there because I need to go and crack on with some other stuff. Um, but thank you once again for all your support. Um, it's very much appreciated. Every message I get gives me a little bit more courage to do these things. As you know, I'm not I'm not the most confident at these podcast things. It is getting easier, though. And every message I get through from you guys, um, giving encouragement, reinforces that a little bit and gives me a little bit more uh, energy to put into these. So thank you sincerely for all that. Have a good week, guys. Um, hopefully the end is near. You know, Not the fucking end of life. That would be a morbid, morbid way to finish it, wouldn't it? But hopefully the end of this lockdown, bollocks. Sun's coming out. The weekend's looking good. It's getting warmer. We're nearly there. Keep going, people, and I will see you soon. Take it easy.